spent with her son that you've been listening to in the Blink of an Eye story. Season 2, Trauma Healing Learning 21, Radical Inclusion. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Hello, everyone. I hope you are well today. Thank you for setting aside the time in your life to listen in. We are creating an energy field for healing each time we listen together. In today's Trauma Healing Learning, I want to explore why we hold fast and might cling to the painful emotions we feel around deep loss, abandonment, even betrayal that have created deep wounds in our lives. If you are following along in the blink of an eye story, you know that I was awakening to this experience of meeting reality as it is. Meeting reality as it is on this earth at this time. Meeting all of reality. Her painful, constricted human side, she thrust at me. And her uplifting, expansive, divine side, she showed me as she beckoned me to experience joy amidst the suffering. Yes, we have this amazing capacity as humans to live so fully and to experience it all. And when we feel great pain and despair, we can live fully again in the light, feeling whole. That is trauma healing. And the experience of feeling both the pain and the joy and loosening the pain, or as I like to say, transforming it by metabolizing it for something new, something good that serves us now, that is the path to integration. And along that path to integration, we can experience our souls again, even if just flickers or moments of gratitude or shared pain being supported by others, like what happened to me again on this day in the companion story with my neighbors and with my son Dutch. I think we are given opportunities over and over again in our lives to experience living fully again and again. Contraction, expansion, fracture, repair, right? I bet you can think of a time in your life when you met all of reality. And I imagine you and she were better for it, right? You were stronger for it. And you were likely softer, more tender, more compassionate for it. Yes, we can acknowledge both the pain and the relief, the wound, 
and the loving touch, the tightness and the release when we live into a life of compassion. Indeed, it is often others' compassion that supports us through our suffering. And we can do the same for them. Have you ever thought about the word compassion? I remember the first time I learned of its etymology was when I was a little girl. I was maybe 11 or 12 or 13. I heard a priest explain that come comes from the Latin and means together and passion means to suffer. When we feel compassion towards another, we enter into their suffering with them. I remember marveling at this as a little girl because I had had those around me tell me that I was very passionate. And I wondered even back then if that was because I suffered. I didn't think I suffered because suffering had been presented to me as someone who died for us on a cross. That was suffering. And I believed my life was fine as I saw it. And so suffering in my own life remained a mystery to me for many years. But even as a child, I had been invited into considering and thinking about a life where you suffer with others, where you enter into the suffering of others which is a Catholic way of living, and it really means to be of service. So I've always loved the word compassion, and now as an adult, with insight about my own life, and ongoing revelations and epiphanies, as I know you experience as well, no matter how old we are, right? We know that indeed we all suffer. And we know the other side of suffering. When we experience having our suffering relieved in real, tangible, honest ways. Think of those times. Many of those times involve when someone else entered into your suffering with you. Yes, compassion. When someone takes us as we are and supports us through our pain. None of us can escape being human. And being human means we get hurt, deeply hurt, especially when something very precious to us is lost or taken from us. Be that home, health, love, career, loved one. Yes, we experience traumas in our lives. Indeed, it's really all very expected, this, quote, being human, end quote, as the poet Rumi would say. And yes, indeed, it's part of fracture and repair that we've talked about so many times before. 
Well, many of our wounds are from when we were very young, right? You may have discovered some of your own or met them in a new way while listening to the blink of an eye story. That is good. We want to loosen the bonds of our painful past. And that journey can be furthered when we cultivate awareness about our own lives. And we want to help each other cultivate this awareness by creating safe spaces to express and explore our painful past and then to work towards integrating. Integrating the pain we still feel or the pain we bypassed, but that lingers on in our bodies. We want to become curious enough about our pain that we can then imagine something about that pain that has actually changed, that is loosened, that is even released. We can live into that moment and we can call upon it again in our minds when we need it. So we can live into feeling at ease again on a regular basis. Our ability to experience feeling whole again, even if just for a single moment, is trauma healing. And it is there for all of us, all along. As we get better and better at shifting our thought processes to include more than just a focus on the pain, but to include curiosity as well, we might meet the fear or the anticipation of the suffering that is coming in a new way. We might realize it no longer serves us, that the danger has passed and it's not going to be the same bad experience. We might see how the vigilance that once served to protect us is no longer necessary. When you are in crisis or beginning to disintegrate, or you're spinning out of control or feeling so low about your life that you cannot imagine it will change or ever be the same or like it was, the truth is, it's not going to be like it was. You have an opportunity of awareness that something important is happening and your life is about to be changed. It will never be like it was and it never is. But there will be a good that comes from this change. That is the mind shift. Oh, it's hard because we want things to remain the same and not to change, and we cling to that. But it's only a partial truth that we want things to remain the same. The larger truth is we have the capacity to be impacted by pain and suffering and our losses and also to grow and experience life in a deeper way. It's all part of the divine flow of being human. We can include it all. Radical inclusion. 
you know, taking the time to look back at our lives in a fresh way, in a way that is a bit arm's length, can untangle a lot of the pain we each carry because we begin to think differently about it, see it differently, and understand it in new ways. Isn't that what we are learning together? Oh, our minds can play a lot of tricks on us. Having us believe our pain will not end is going to get worse, or that we were broken as children or many years ago by someone, what somebody did to us, or by what happened to us. And we can carry a belief that we are forever broken. Yes, it's our thinking that perpetuates much of our suffering and our ongoing pain. It's true. Oh, it's real, all right, that our bodies can be broken for a while, and that parts of our anatomy are hurt, and that our spirits can feel broken too. But we are always whole and complete, and you cannot harm your soul. From a spiritual perspective, our souls are never broken. We can tend to the sick and the hurting and the dying and see the soul through the suffering and despite the suffering. These acts of service reduce our own suffering and further our own healing. So long as we do not bypass our own suffering. When we tend to ourselves in this way, knowing that we too suffer, that brings humility and a sense of renewed hope. This is radical inclusion, the spiritual way to integration. It's to view others as sisters and brothers, suffering and also created in divine image. And the method for such integration and inclusion is to see oneself as also suffering. And the relief is to be of service to others. What we are also learning through new research in science and in integrative medicine and neurological studies is similar. But the method for reducing our suffering is to change the way we think about our painful past, to incorporate new positive thoughts. Research is telling us that doing so literally changes our body's physiological responses, which reduces suffering and allows us to heal from our traumatizing experiences. Changing the patterns of our thinking by not resisting the part of reality that suffers, but bringing in the parts of reality that are not suffering is the path of integration. Spiritual or scientific, or both, it's when we are on the path of integration that we metabolize the wounds of our past. That's right. We can change the way we think and the way we serve and heal our bodies. 
That is the trauma healing journey. And we have a big payback for doing this work, caring about trauma healing work, because working towards our own integration rather than bypassing our suffering and wounds or getting stuck in our suffering and wounds is a strong predictor of our health, short-term and long-term. The choice is always ours, yours and mine. And if you didn't accept an opportunity to welcome in all of reality before, oh, she awaits you now. Radical inclusion. I'll share with you a secret about myself that I learned since Archer was injured. It was like an epiphany for me when I realized it. I was working with a somatic experience practitioner. I had so much pain and loss about Archer that even three years after we had left Atlantic Care, I was beginning to experience panic attacks. My mediation work had involved a lot of traveling over the years, and it took over three years before I began to get back to some of my work. I would be on an airplane and feel trapped and then overcome by a panic that I could not get back to Archer and that I would be separated from him forever. I would stand in the aisle of the plane, sweating and breathing myself to my senses while the airplane crew asked me in the intercom system to please take my seat. I couldn't. I knew I needed to seek help. So I sought out a specialized body worker trained by Peter Levine, one of the pioneers of somatic and emotional body work. He created a whole study and program around somatic experience to loosen the grip of trauma. I had read his books, but it wasn't enough. I needed a practitioner to work with me. As I began that relationship, my somatic experience practitioner was also a therapist by background. I came to realize that my pain of deep loss around Archer had caused a sort of short-circuiting of my brain, sending me messages that I was trapped. As we further explored this experience in my body, it was a feeling like I was suffocating. And as we further explored that, I realized that I had taken on Archer suffocating when he drowned. That was a huge awakening for me. My somatic experience practitioner, watching my eyes very closely, asked me if I had ever experienced suffocating before. I had to think long and hard. Yes, I had to track it back even further to a time even before that when I was being held underwater as a child by my brother horse playing around with me. 
the awareness was profound. It opened up many answers to mysteries I had lived with my whole life around water and drowning and why what happened to Archer was even more traumatizing to me vicariously for what happened to him. It also explained the years of relentless wondering I'd had about my father, who was killed in a plane crash in the Atlantic Ocean, suffered a question and thought I had carried many nights, even as an older child, as I cried myself to sleep missing him. But I never thought of myself as suffering. Thanks to the work of Peter Levine, what my somatic experience practitioner and I did with this awareness was to rewire my nervous system. My nervous system that I had bypassed and not been curious about before because I thought my life was okay. In order to rewire, I had to fully experience the pain in my chest and in my imagining suffocating and feel into the emotions I had had that had become barriers before I could metabolize them and send away what no longer served me. There were certain emotions like deep, unrequited grief that I realized I was actually clinging onto. And like a good somatic experience practitioner, she told me I could feel them and I could also become aware of them and gather them up in a ball and then toss the ball out the window. It was very physical and very therapeutic and very physically healing. We also developed some strategies for my taking an aisle seat on the airplane until I felt more solid and how to breathe into my feet and how to shift my attention to parts of my body that were not activated but were solid and steady. And in time, actually a fairly short period of time, I stopped having panic attacks. Radical inclusion is to follow it all. Befriend whatever it is and thank it for its service, for what it was trying to help me with or what it was trying to protect me from. And I didn't have to blame the plane pilot or my brother or my mother for not being there to tell my brother not to do that. You get it. The same goes for you. We can heal without having to get stuck in that. And when we begin to realize that all of the barriers and blocks in our lives are our nervous systems doing the best they could at the time, 
trying to protect us from something. It's quite freeing. The constriction or reactivity was real and likely necessary at one time. But we outgrow it and can call upon new support and let the old go with gratitude. Loosen the vice grip. Set the constricting emotions and physical sensations free. Live in ease. Feel the ease permeate your body. Relaxing your neck and shoulders. And for me, coming back to my heart. For you, maybe the same. Or maybe coming back to a different part of your body or to your clear thinking. Constriction, expansion. Life can change. In the blink of an eye, life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. Thank you for tuning in to the Trauma Healing Learnings. You may tune in to the companion Blink of an Eye story at Season 2, Episode 21, Radical Inclusion. Thank you for listening. And thank you for telling your friends about Blink of an Eye. Together, we are raising the vibration for healing. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by I See That, the Integrative Center for Trauma Healing, Advocacy, and Transformation. I See That is a multidisciplinary nonprofit that provides tangible support, trauma healing education, and advocacy for those experiencing crisis or trauma. To donate, please visit www.iseethat.org. That's the letters I-C-T-H-A-T dot O-R-G.